You're listening to episode number 36 of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. It's the last episode of 2019, and I want to talk to you about where you've been and where you're going. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now, your host, Jason Lavoy. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Divorce Resource Sky podcast. I'm talking to you actually on Christmas Eve day. Uh, I wanted to record something fresh of mind and kind of spontaneously. I didn't want to just do another episode uh, featuring one of my awesome expert guests for you because, you know, it's the holidays. Everybody's kind of, you know, um, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for here? Just distracted a little bit. You know, you're thinking about what you're doing for the holidays, where you're going, perhaps what presents you're going to get. I don't know. Or maybe you have to do some last minute shopping yourself and you're stressing about that. Thank God I am not in that boat. Uh, I shopping is stressful enough for me as it is. Thank God for Amazon. That's all I can tell you. All right. But for this episode, because it's the last episode of 2019, I really want to just kind of reflect a little bit uh, and just do it off the cuff with you guys. Um, and hopefully it, you know, you take something out of this. You know, we're at the end of the year. We're looking at a, a brand new year in a uh, week or so. And so I want us to take stock of where you've been. How was your 2019 on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, 1 being the worst possible year you could ever have in life and 10 being the greatest possible year you could have in life. You know, if you're going through a divorce, it's a traumatic time, uh, not necessarily in a good way, although you can pull positives out of divorce. Maybe we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But you're probably somewhere in the middle, right? Uh, if it's a really bad divorce or depending where you are in the divorce process, you might even be, you know, closer to a one, two or three on that scale. But take stock. What happened this year? Um, what went well? What didn't go right? Um, and let's look forward a little bit, more importantly, to 2020. What or no matter when you're listening to this episode, uh, if it's close to the end of the year, uh, or even, you know, you don't have to be so close to the end of the year, but what are you going to do to make next year different, different in a better way, a more positive way for yourself and the divorce, you know, divorces, unfortunately, really bad ones can last a while. They can last in excess of a year. They can at, uh, last in excess of two years. Geez, I've seen divorces that have lasted three to four years, and I just hope that's not going to be the case for you. But no matter where you are in the process, what are you doing to make next year go more smoothly for you? So let's take it depending on uh, where you may be. If you are listening to this and you're thinking about getting divorced, you haven't started it officially yet, the courts aren't involved, maybe you don't even have an attorney, maybe you're just thinking about it, you in your head have decided it's time to make a change, uh, and that there's no possibility of reconciliation and divorce is going to be the way you are going to proceed. That's fine. But now preparation, right? What are you going to do? 
Um, and I always say this, if you've been listening to me for a while, preparation, in my opinion, is the most important part of the divorce process. So how are you going to prepare? Are you going to go at it alone? A lot of people do that. I wouldn't recommend it, but it's possible. You know, Scouring the internet for answers, doing your own legal research, all takes time. It's overwhelming. It's confusing. Um, is that the best way to do it? Or should you hire a professional to help you prepare the right way, such as a coach? That's what I do uh, as part of my coaching. I always say my ideal client is somebody who's at the beginning of the process. Because at the beginning, when you don't have the courts involved and you don't have an attorney that you're paying an hourly rate to for every question you want to ask, time is on your side. And that's always the best way to handle things when you have the time and you don't feel like you have to meet a deadline, you're in a rush. You want to be able to think about things, let things marinate in your head uh, if you have to make decisions. So preparing is important. And if you have a guide to help you prepare, to help you choose that right attorney for your situation, that is the best situation to be. Um, so is that something that you're going to do? How are you going to prepare for your divorce uh, if it's going to be coming up in this new year? Now, if you've already started the divorce, how's it going for you? Uh, do you feel stuck? Do you have an attorney? Are you frustrated with that attorney? I can't tell you how many people I speak to who have attorneys um, complain to me that they are stressed out about the relationship with their attorney. And I it boggles my mind because going through a divorce is stressful enough, right? It, again, it's one of the most traumatic events you can go through in life. Um, you are dealing with so much. Your attorney is supposed to be part of your team to advocate for you. Um, now, there are a lot of things attorneys don't do, which I'll get to in a second. But the attorney is supposed to be alleviate some of the stress for you, not add to it. If you are stressing about your relationship with your attorney because you don't feel like they're answering your questions um, quick enough or the divorce is not going in the direction that you had hoped for, and you just don't know why because the communication has broken down between you and your attorney, that's not a good thing. So you need to address that right away because, again, you have enough stress. You don't need the added stress of feeling like you cannot talk to your attorney, okay? Now, one thing I mentioned before that attorneys don't do, that a lot of clients want attorneys to do, is be their therapist too. Um, and it's kind of a fine line, right? Because Attorneys are supposed to give you legal advice for your divorce. They're not therapists. Um, most of them are not licensed therapists. I've actually met a couple that are, but by and large, they are not. And I always told my clients when I represented them during divorce, I'll talk to you as much as you want. I actually enjoy uh, you know, coaching and trying to help you get through the emotional trauma of the divorce process, but that's not my licensed skill set, right? I'm not a licensed therapist. So I'll talk to you. But again, I'm billing you at an hourly rate. So then don't complain to me when you get the bill at the end of the month, why it's so high. I much rather you spend that time and resources with an actual therapist who can help you manage the emotional uh, side of it. Because as an attorney, that's not really my job. Okay, enough said on that part of it. Now, if you're in the middle of your divorce uh, and you're just not happy with the way things are going and you have an attorney, now is the time to have that sit-down conversation that you've probably been avoiding um, for a number of reasons. 
but you have to open up that communication and you have to figure out what is going on. There might be a very good reason why your divorce is going the way it's going, but you're just not aware of it or you don't understand it. And that's fine. You deserve and you need that understanding to be communicated to you by your attorney. Uh, So don't be afraid to seek that. Again, they're supposed to alleviate the stress for you as much as possible, not add to it. So if there has been a communication breakdown and you just need some clarification, make an appointment, whether it's phone or in person, and have that sit-down conversation and just be honest with each other, okay? Be honest about what the issues are in the relationship uh, between you and your attorney. Uh, Be honest about what you want from the divorce and what you don't think is happening and see what the attorney says. Again, there may be a very good reason why it is the way it is, but you just need to understand that. Um, and if the news is not good news, and sometimes it's not good news, you need to just come to grips with that. And clarity and understanding of why something is the way it is can help uh, get you there. Okay. At the end of the day, if your relationship with your attorney is irreparable uh, and damaged beyond repair, then perhaps it's time to find a new one, okay? Finding a new attorney mid-process is never a good thing because you're disrupting the, you know, the flow of the divorce, right, if there is one. And so courts don't like it. Uh, your spouse and their attorney, if they have one, won't like it. Not that you care really about that, right? But it's just disruptive because now you have to find that new attorney. Hopefully they're better, than the one you had before. And now you have to pay that new attorney to get up to speed uh, with where you are in the divorce. So they have to review all the paperwork that's come before them. um, And they're obviously going to charge you for that as they should now, right before their time to do that. Um, They didn't ask to be in that position. um, So you came to them midstream. uh, And now they have to catch up. That's just part of the deal. But if they are going to be better for you, uh, and you are going to feel better about them moving forward, then it's going to be worth it. Uh, My only caution to you when you're changing attorneys is do it wisely. Um, You know, most of the time you can repair whatever issues are going on with your current attorney. Um, The last thing that you want to be known for in your divorce and with the divorce judge is that you change attorneys frequently. Now, changing them once is okay. It's common. Uh, even changing them twice if there's a good reason, okay, uh, it happens. Three times or more, those are big red flags uh, for the court uh, that are not going to be in your favor, okay? Uh, That just means people who go on their third and fourth attorney, uh, there's an issue there that needs to be addressed. And more times than not, I'll just be honest with you, that issue lies with the person who's changing attorneys so often, not necessarily the other side. Uh, So just keep that in mind. If you need to change attorneys, make the plan, find the right attorney for you now. Uh, Again, I coach people on how to find the right attorney for their situation as part of what I do uh, because uh, changing attorneys can cost you tens of thousands of dollars uh, and is probably one of the more costly mistakes that you can make in a divorce. Now, looking forward, I want you to, you know, kind of sit back for a second if you're in the car Um, you know, just take a breath. What do you want this next year to bring for you? Hopefully one of those things I would imagine is the end of the divorce, right? Finalizing the divorce. And now 
If you haven't already, um, you're probably a little late to the game, but it's never too late, right? Better better late than never, they say. What What is your post-divorce life going to look like, right? I want you to focus on on this because this should be your motivation uh, for everything that you do. All the decisions that you make during the divorce during your divorce, uh, should be helping you achieve your post-divorce life vision. Um, you know, where are you going to live? Uh, is it going to be, uh, another house? Is it going to be an apartment? Are you going to rent for a little bit? Uh, who are you going to live with? Are you going to be alone? Are you going to have the children most of the time? Are you going to have the children half the time? What is it? What's that schedule, the daily day-to-day schedule, uh, going to look like for you? Are you going to be working? Where are you going to be working? Uh, are you happy in your job? If not, is now the time to change jobs or go to go back to school for that new career? Have you been a stay-at-home parent for the majority of your life uh, since you've had children? And now, because of the support situation uh, and the way it may be, break down in the divorce, do you have to go back to work? Um, that is an actual, op- a real ideal opportunity, in my opinion, for you to take stock of what you want to do, uh, what's going to make you happy, what would you like to do that you can make money doing, and if you need training or classes to do it, what's that involve, right? Uh, there's so many things out there that don't necessitate going to a uh, university for four years to get a, a degree. You can take courses, uh, get a certification, or maybe something's two year uh, a two-year program. All of that, uh, if you're not aware, can be part of uh, negotiations and divorce um, settlement terms uh, if you bring it up, okay? Um, Financial support doesn't necessarily only mean alimony or child support. Uh, It can mean paying for education to get you to a place where you can make money so that the support um, isn't really needed anymore if that makes any sense. Uh, And that's more beneficial for you because you want to be in control of your financial situation. You don't want to have to always rely on your ex to be paying and supporting you. Um, You want to be in control of that, definitely, for sure. So what does that look like for you? What do you want to do? Now's the time to reevaluate and maybe change course direction a little bit um, because once once the divorce is over and once you have to pay the bills and, and stand on your own two feet a little more than you have in the past, it's harder to do. Uh, so take this opportunity uh, and really think about and research what it is that you think you could do out there that can make you some money and is it viable. And last but not least, definitely not least, is I want you to look in the mirror and look at yourself. Say to yourself, Okay, once my divorce is over, what about me? You know, uh, what work do I have to do to put myself in a mentally good spot, an emotionally healthy spot where I can move forward? You know, a lot of people have no interest in ever getting married again after going through a bad divorce, and I totally understand that. Uh, But life is life is long. Um, Even though people say life is short, it can go both ways, um, and you never know who you're going to meet. And if you want to meet somebody else, you have to put yourself in the best position to succeed in that next relationship. Uh, You don't want to make the same mistakes you did. Uh, For example, if you were married to a narcissist, 
or you were in an abusive relationship, you don't want that again, do you? Of course not. So unless you put in the work, though, for yourself, um, you are prone, and everybody's prone, not just you, everybody's prone to make the same mistakes because we do what we know. And if you don't change what you know, you're going to meet the same type of person, you're going to be in the same type of relationship, and the same thing is apt to happen again. So you got to change it. You got to put in the work. Uh, I've done numerous other podcast episodes about this, and it just takes time, and you got to give yourself time, right? Everybody's always in a rush to meet that new person uh, and to move on quickly. I get it. But if you're coming out of a bad divorce, if you're coming out of a, an abusive relationship, take some time. Uh, learn to be alone for a little bit. If you have children, focus on your kids. Don't rush to meet somebody. You might not even want to meet somebody. But in the event that you do, I always say the best relationships are the ones that you are unexpected uh, when you're not looking, right? Uh, I'll give you a little tidbit, a little insight into my younger brother. Uh, he's finally with somebody now. I think this this girl might be the one, but he's 37 years old. Uh, he's been you know, a serial dater for uh, 15 years. And I just felt that the harder he looked for uh, a girlfriend, the harder it was, right? Um, the more the more focused you were, the more stressed out you were about looking for that date or feeling that you need that date or need that relationship, the harder it was to meet that right person. Uh, and when you are least expecting it, when you're actually not looking so hard, it's amazing what pops up right in front of your face sometimes. So I really do subscribe to that rule. Uh, don't try so hard. Work on yourself. And when the time is right, uh, the time will be right. Okay? Uh, so I hope that uh, is a little bit of motivation for you uh, if you are looking in the post-divorce life uh, dating scenario. All right. All right. I think I've been talking enough. Um, and this has just been one of those episodes where I just wanted to kind of like freestyle uh, what was coming off of my head and my thoughts. You know, nothing was scripted. So if it sounds a little discombobulated, I apologize. But that's because, um, you know, I was just kind of flying off the cuff here uh, with my thoughts. I just wanted to use this time, uh, if you have some moments here during the holidays, uh, to reflect and, you know, uh, we can't go back now, right? I always say in the past, we can't change the past, but you can look forward and you can move forward and plan. Uh, the future is really up to you, uh, but it's not just going to happen. You have to prepare, have a plan, and take steps to make it happen. So I urge you to do that. I, I implore you to surround yourself with the right a team of objective professionals, whether it's an attorney, a coach like myself, therapist, a uh, finance professional, other people who you need uh, to really get you going on the right path. And then once you're on the right path, you gain momentum and it's a snowball effect. You'd be amazed uh, at how things can change in a positive way for you. But you really got to take action. It's not going to happen for you. Um, and you got to invest in your future peace and happiness that's what we do that's what i do as a coach um, and that's what other people in the service business do um, you know you're not buying a product that you can hold in your hand you're investing in your well-being and uh, your mental health your emotional health and that is probably the most important thing that you you could have 
uh, in life moving forward to keep you on track. All right, everybody. Uh, I hope you enjoy the holiday season. Happy New Year. And I will see you in 2020. 